The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hi there, and welcome to our podcast. And this week at London Visited, we go onto the Docklands Light Railway, the DLR, to tell you all about this mode of transport in London. My name is Steve, and each week I'll bring to you the facts, history, and information about different parts of this great capital. If you've been to London, are planning on visiting, live here, or just love London from afar, then this is definitely the podcast for you. Don't forget also to visit our YouTube channel, London Visited, to see videos covering this and so many other places across London. And now, to this week's podcast. The Docklands Light Railway, the DLR, is an automated light metro system serving the redeveloped Docklands area of London. First opened in August 1987, the DLR has been extended multiple times, and now reaches north to Stratford, south to Lewisham, west to Tower Gateway and Bank, and the City of London Financial District, and east to Beckton, London City Airport and Woolwich Arsenal further extensions are under consideration. The normal operations are automated, so there is minimal staffing on the 149 trains, which have no cabs, and at major interchange stations. The four below-ground stations are staffed to comply with underground station health and safety regulations. The DLR is owned by the Docklands Light Railway Limited, part of London Rail, Division of Transport for London, TFL. Passenger numbers have greatly increased as the network has expanded, and in the financial year 2019-2020, there were 116.8 million passenger journeys on the DLR alone. The docks, immediately east to central London, began to decline in the early 1960s as cargo became containerized. They had been connected to the National Rail Network via the London and Blackwall Railway, the LMBR, which was closed in 1966 for lack of traffic. The opening of the Tilbury Container Docks, further east in Essex, finally rendered them redundant, and in 1980, the government gained control of the now derelict area. As early as 1972, consideration was given to how to redevelop the Docklands. Travis Morgan and partners were commissioned by the London Docklands Study Team to consider the issue. They proposed, among other recommendations, that a mini-tram people-mover system, capable of carrying up to 20 people in each unit, should be constructed to connect the Docklands with the planned Fleet Line Tube Railway Terminus at Fenchurch Street Railway Station. 
the Greater London Council formed a Docklands Joint Committee with the boroughs of Greenwich, Lewisham, Newham, Southwark and Tower Hamlets in 1974 to undertake the redevelopment of the area. A light railway system was envisaged, terminating either at Tower Hill Tube Station or at nearby Fenchurch Street, but both options were seen as too expensive. Nonetheless, in 1976, another report proposed a conventional tube railway for the area and London Transport obtained parliamentary powers to build a line from Charing Cross Station to Fenchurch Street, Surrey Docks, now Surrey Quays Railway Station, the Isle of Dogs, North Greenwich and Custom House to Woolwich Arsenal. This was intended to be the second stage of the Fleet Line, which had been renamed the Jubilee Line, the first stage of which opened in 1979 from Stanmore to Charing Cross. However, when the government came to power in 1979, run by Margaret Thatcher, the plans to extend the Jubilee Line were halted and the new government insisted that a lower-cost option should be pursued. The government established the London Docklands Development Corporation, the LDDC, in July 1981 to coordinate the redevelopment of the Docklands. The need to provide a cheap public transport solution led to it commissioning London Transport to evaluate a number of exclusively light rail options. The core of the route ran alongside the Great Eastern Line, out of London, and south along the former London and Blackwell Railway Line, through the Isle of Dogs. Three terminus options were proposed at the West End, at Tower Hill, Minories and Orgate East. The Tower Hill option would have required a low-level interchange to be constructed, alongside the existing underground station, but this would have been a very costly venture. The Minories option, a high-level station virtually built on the site of the old Minories railway station, was selected and became the current Tower Gateway DLR terminus. Orgate East would have been perhaps the most ambitious of all the options, as it was originally envisaged as a low-level connection with a district line that would have allowed DLR trains to run on London underground tracks to a variety of central London destinations. However, it quickly became apparent that there was no capacity on the existing network for integrating the DLR into the underground. Two southern terminus options were put forward at Cubitt Road, today's Island Garden Station, and Tiller Road on the west side of Millwall Dock, with two possible routes to reach them. A western route would have been run from the West Ferry Station alongside West Ferry Road via Cuba Street and then terminating at Tiller Road or continuing over Millwall Docks Cut to a terminus at Cubbert Road. The central option required the West India Docks to be infilled or bridged and would run down the middle of the peninsula, though what was at that time an area of derelict warehouses. Ultimately, this latter option was chosen, though the 1981 London Transport Report warned that without extensive development around Canary Wharf, the area would be very isolated with poor traffic prospects, as indeed it was for a number of years. The contract for the initial system was awarded to a GEC John Molam joint venture in 1984, and the system was constructed from 1985 to 1987 at the cost of £77 million. The line was formally opened by the Queen on the 30th of July 1987, and passenger services began on the 31st of August. The initial system comprised of two routes, from Tower Gateway in Stratford to Island Gardens. It was mainly elevated on disused railway viaducts, or new concrete viaducts, and adopted disused surface railway formations between Poplar and Stratford. The trains were fully automated, controlled by a computer, and had no driver. A passenger service agent, PSA, on each train, originally referred to as a train captain, was responsible for patrolling the train, checking tickets, making announcements, and controlling the doors. 
PSAs could take control of the train in circumstances, including equipment failure and emergencies. The system was lightweight, with stations designed for trains of only a single articulated vehicle. The three branches totaled 13 kilometers, 8 miles, and had 15 stations, and were connected by a flat triangular junction near Poplar. Services ran from Tower Gateway to Island Gardens, and from Stratford to Island Gardens. The north side of the junction was used only for access to the depot at Poplar. The stations were mostly of a common design and constructed from standard components. A common feature was a short, half-cylindrical glazed blue canopy. All stations were above ground and were generally unstaffed. The initial system had a relatively low capacity, but the Docklands area very quickly developed into a major financial centre and employment zone, increasing traffic. In particular, Tower Gateway, at the edge of the City of London, attracted criticism for its poor connections, as it did not connect directly with the nearby Tower Hill Tube Station or Fenchurch Street Railway Station. The criticism arose partly because the system usage was higher than expected. Plans were developed before the system opened to extend it to Bank in the west and Beckton in the east. Stations and trains were extended to two unit length and the system was expanded into the heart of the City of London to Bank through a tunnel which opened in 1991. This extension left Tower Gateway on a stub. The original trains were not suitable for underground usage due to not meeting the fire safety laws for underground trains. They were operated for a time on the above ground sections only and were later sold. As the Canary Wharf office complex grew, Canary Wharf DLR station was redeveloped from a small wayside station to a large one with six platforms serving three tracks and a large overall roof, fully integrated into the mouths below the office towers. The east of Docklands needed better transport connections to encourage development, and a fourth branch towards Beckton was planned, with several route options available. A route from Poplar via Canning Town and the north side of the Royal Docks complex was chosen, and opened in 1994. Initially, it was thought that the line was likely to be underutilised due to the sparse development in the area. As part of this extension, one side of the original flat triangular junction was replaced by a grade-separated junction west of Poplar. Poplar was rebuilt to give cross-platform interchange between the Stratford and Beckton lines, with a new grade-separated junction built east of the station at the divergence of the Stratford and Beckton lines. Early on, Lewisham London Borough Council commissioned a feasibility study into extending the system under the River Thames. This led the council to advocate an extension via Greenwich and Deptford, terminating at Lewisham Railway Station. The ambitions of the operators were supported by politicians in Parliament, including the future Labour Deputy Prime Minister, John Prescott, and Lord Whitty, and by 1996, construction work had begun. The Lewisham extension opened on the 20th of November 1999. It left the Island Gardens route, south of the Cross Harbour turnback sidings, and dropped gently to Mudchute, where the street-level station replaced the high-level one on the former London and Blackwell Railway viaduct. The line then entered a tunnel, following the route of the viaduct to a shallow subsurface station at Island Gardens, accessible by stairs or a lift. It crossed under the Thames to Cutty Sark in the centre of Greenwich and surfaced at Greenwich Railway Station, with cross-platform interchange between the northbound track and the London-bound main line. The line snaked on a concrete viaduct to Deptford Bridge before descending to Elveston Road at street level, close to Lewisham Town Centre, terminating in two platforms between and below the main line platforms at Lewisham Railway Station, 
with buses stopping outside the station. The extension quickly proved profitable. The next developments were aided by a five-year programme of investment for public transport across London that was unveiled by the Mayor of London, Ken Livingstone, on the 12th of October 2004. On the 2nd of December 2005, an eastward branch along the approximate route of the former Eastern Counties and Thames Junction Railway on the southern side of the Royal Docks Complex opened from Canning Town to King George V via London City Airport. A further extension from King George V to Woolwich Arsenal opened on the 10th of January 2009, providing an interchange with the North Kent Main Line, close to the planned future stop on the Crossrail Line to Abbey Wood via West India and Royal Docks. Construction began in June 2005, the same month that the contracts were finalised, and the tunnels were completed on the 23rd of July 2007 and formally opened by Boris Johnson, the then Mayor of London, on the 12th of January 2009. Following completion, the project was shortlisted for the 2009 Prime Minister's Better Public Building Award. The original Tower Gateway station was closed in mid-2008 for a complete reconstruction. The two terminal tracks on either side of the narrow island platform were replaced by a single track between two platforms, one for arriving passengers and the other for departing. It reopened on the 2nd of March 2009. As part of an upgrade to allow three-car trains, strengthening work was necessary at the Delta Junction north of West India Quay. It was decided to include this in a plan for a further grade separation to eliminate the conflict between services to Stratford and from Bank. A new timetable was introduced with improved frequencies at peak hours. The new grade separated route from Bank to Canary Wharf is used throughout the day, bypassing West India Quay Station until mid-evening. Work on this project proceeded concurrently with a three-car upgrade work and the dive under, sometimes referred to as the fly under, but DLR have coined the term in this instance, dive under, and the improved timetable came into use on the 24th of August 2009. With the development of the Eastern Docklands as part of the Thames Gateway Initiative and London staging of the 2012 Summer Olympics, several extensions and enhancements were undertaken. Capacity was increased by upgrading for trains with three cars, each with four doors per side. The alternative of more frequent trains was rejected as the signalling changes needed would have cost no less than upgrading to longer trains with fewer benefits. The railway had been built for a single car operation and the upgrade required both strengthening viaducts to take heavier trains and lengthening many platforms. The extra capacity was useful for the 2012 Summer Olympics, which increased the use of London Transport's network. Elverston Road, Royal Albert, Galleons Reach and Cutty Sark have not been extended for three-car trains. Such extension may be possible in some cases. Selective door operation is used, with emergency walkways in case of a door fails and remains shut. Cutty Sark Station is underground and both costs and the risk to nearby historic buildings prevent platform extension. The tunnel has an emergency walkway. Additional work beyond that needed to take three-car trains was also carried out at some stations. This included replacing canopies with more suitable substantial ones along the full length of the platform. A new South Quay station has been built 200 metres east of the former location as nearby curves precluded lengthening. Mudchute now has a third platform. For this upgrade, DLR purchased an additional 31 cars compatible with existing rolling stock. The works were originally planned as three phases, Bank Lewisham, Poplar Stratford and the Beckton branch. The original £200 million contract was awarded on the 3rd of May 2007. 
Work started in 2007 and Bank Lewisham was originally due to be completed in 2009. However, the work program for the first two phases was merged and the infrastructure work was completed by the end of January 2010. The Lewisham Bank route now runs three car trains exclusively. They started running on the Beckton branch on the 9th of May 2011. Stratford to Lewisham and Bank to Woolwich Arsenal services sometimes operate as three car trains. Other routes run the longer trains when required. In addition to the three car stations, partly funded from the 2012 Olympics budget, a line was opened from Canning Town to Stratford and Stratford International Railway Station along the former North London line of the National Rail System with additional stations. It parallels the London Underground Jubilee line for much of its length. The extension to Stratford International, taking over the North London line from Canning Town to Stratford, links the Docklands area with domestic high-speed rail services on High Speed 1. It was an important part of transport improvements for the 2012 Olympic Games, much of which were held on the site adjoining Stratford International. New stations were Canning Town, Star Lane, West Ham, Abbey Road, Stratford High Street, Stratford and Stratford International. From Canning Town to Stratford, the extension runs parallel to the Jubilee Line of the London Underground. As well as providing interchange with adjacent Jubilee Line stations, there are additional DLR stations at Star Lane, Abbey Road and Stratford High Street. At Stratford, new platforms have been built for the North London Line and the northern end of the station. The old platforms formerly 1 and 2, adjacent to the Jubilee Line, were rebuilt for the DLR, renumbered 16 towards Stratford International, and 17 towards Beckton and Woolwich Arsenal. Interchange between the Stratford International branch and the DLR trains via Poplar is possible, although the platforms are widely separated at different levels. There is no physical connection between the two branches. The DLR has 38 kilometers, 24 miles of tracks, with 45 stations. There are six branches, to Lewisham in the south, Stratford and Stratford International in the north, Beckton and Woolwich Arsenal in the east, and Central London in the west, splitting to Bank and Tower Gateway. The northern, southern and southeastern branches terminate at the National Rail Stations at Stratford, Stratford International, Lewisham and Woolwich Arsenal. Other interchanges with National Railway are at Limehouse, Greenwich and West Ham, while out-of-the-station interchanges for Oyster card holders exist between Shadwell DLR Station and London's overground section of the same name, and between Fenchurch Street and the DLR's western termini, Tower Gateway and Bank. Between Limehouse and Tower Gateway, the DLR runs parallel to the London, Tilbury and Southend Railway. Most stations are elevated, with others at street level, in cutting or underground. Access to the platforms is mostly by staircase and lift, with escalators at some stations. From the outset, the system has been fully accessible to wheelchairs. Much attention was paid to the quick and effective accessibility for all passengers. The stations have high platforms, matching the floor height of the cars allowing level access for passengers with wheelchairs or pushchairs. Within a year of launch, annual passenger numbers reached 17 million, increasing to 64 million in 2009, with more than 80 million in 2011. The most recent figures, which show 116.8 million annual passengers in 2020. The first five years had unreliability and operational problems, but the system has since become highly reliable. Research back in 2008 showed 87% of the population of North Woolwich were in favour of the DLR. Until July 2013, the only bicycles that were allowed were folding ones. DLR stated that this was because if evacuation is required, they would slow down the process. DLR cars, especially older rolling stock, were not designed with bicycles in mind. 
If they were allowed, they might obstruct doors and emergency exits. Since January 2014, full-size bicycles have been allowed on the DLR trains and off-peak hours and weekends, except Bank Station, where bikes are not permitted for safety reasons. On the 10th of March 1987, before the system opened, a train test crashed through buffer stops at the original high-level Island Gardens terminus and was left hanging from the end of an elevated track. The accident was caused by an unauthorized test being run before the correct installation of the wayside safety system had been verified. An omission in the wayside system allowed the train to travel too fast on the approach to the terminus. The train was being driven manually at the time. On the 22nd of April 1991, two trains collided at a junction on the West India Quay Bridge during morning rush hour, requiring a shutdown of the system and evacuation of passengers by ladder. One train was traveling automatically, the other was under manual control. The DLR appears in the video to Sean Paul and Clean Bandit single Rockaby. Popular Canary Wharf and Heron Keys stations appear, interspersed with scenes of New York in winter, in the official video for the single Trains and Winter Rains by Enya, released in 2008. Woolwich Arsenal plays an underground station in Athens in Jason Bourne. The DLR also appears in the 2007 film 28 Weeks Later. So, I hope you've enjoyed our look at the DLR. And whilst it may only have a short history in comparison to some of the places in London, it certainly does have a history and it continues to build. Whatever podcast service you use to listen to this, please do subscribe to get updates on new shows and also do please leave us some feedback. Please also let me know any places you'd like us to feature in future podcasts. And you can let me know through our website, www.londonvisited.co.uk. You can email me directly on londonvisited at gmail.com or you can contact us on Twitter and Instagram on at London Visited or Facebook on at The London Visited. Thanks for listening. Really hope you enjoyed our podcast and we'll see you soon on the next one. Bye.